Hi everyone, welcome back to Figuring It Out. <laughs> I get so excited when I start recording and yeah, you, you guys know me. You know that the beginning, the first few minutes are always weird because I'm getting back into it. Um, but let's just make it not weird and we can talk about, you know, what, what day I'm recording this. It's currently a Saturday, September 24th to be specific. It's almost October. That is really wild. I think I've said this every time that we either end a month or we start a new month where, I mean, just especially this month in particular went by really quickly. I think August felt a little bit longer. Um, August did not slip away like a bottle of wine. If you get my Taylor Swift reference, I hope some of you do. At least one person, please let me know. Anyways, um, I hope you've had a good September. I hope that you, you know, someone else listening loves fall as much as I do because it is now officially fall. It's, I mean, I, I could do a whole episode on my love for fall, but we won't do that today. This episode is actually going to be specifically about provoking spiritual questions. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. That's what the episode's going to be about. Not so much, not so much talking about my life like the last episode where I, I actually had a bit of a hard time earlier that weekend and I could hear it in my voice in the last episode where I was just like, yeah, I sound very sad and serious. And honestly, that's sometimes how I am. And I just have to accept that and, and not, um, not feel bad about that because you have to allow your feelings. You have to process them and it's okay to, to put content out there where maybe you're not at your happiest. I think that gives a much more realistic view of someone's life. Um, if they make content, I think it's important to incorporate, you know, showing the highs and the lows so that you don't give anyone listening a, a not real perception of your life. At least that's just, that's just how I feel personally, if you're going to put content out there and if you include stuff about your life, I think it's important to not put any facade on. And I mean, you can try to be more positive when you're recording, but I've just decided over the years <laughs> um, that I, I don't want to put on too much of a facade. Anyways, that's a little tangent. So I've got some coffee here. It's a beautiful day. Um, it's actually pretty wild how much the weather has changed in the past couple days. The first day of fall here in North Carolina, it was actually, we were coming off of a, our last week in the 90s, actually. So it was hot on, our, on the first day of fall here. And then literally overnight, it dropped like 20 degrees. And it was cool that next morning. It was like high, high in the 70s. And then last evening, um, when I went out with my boyfriend, it was actually pretty chilly by the by the evening, you know, after the sun went down. So it's uh, getting to sweater weather. <laughs> and that makes me so excited. I love fall. But I will say last autumn, was not my favorite for some reason. I wasn't feeling it as much. So I think that's why I'm super extra excited for this one. And 
I've just been settling into my apartment a lot more. I've been settling into my job more. It is very challenging, my job. And so there's a lot I'm getting used to. More thoughts on that to come in the future. There are things that I have been processing that I'm like still putting words to, but I really deeply feel that my intuition led me to this job for a reason. Uh, I got it for a reason and it's honestly challenging me in ways that I knew I needed to grow. I think specifically teaching me a lot of sales skills and I think sales can get a bad rep sometimes of being, you know, a salesy person. But honestly, I mean, having my own business, sales was something I struggled with. Like having that type of skill, I really didn't have that skill very well developed. And so, you know, it's pushing me because of how I'm more, I don't like being pushy. I'm not to say that like to be a good salesperson, you're pushy, but it's just, in fact, actually you want to take the reverse approach and come off as like the opposite of that. Anyways, that's getting so specific there. But basically what I'm saying is my job has definitely been challenging me. I'm about two months in now. Yeah, it's just really forcing me to grow um, in a lot of areas at the same time, which can sometimes be overwhelming. But um, I think I mentioned this last time, I love the culture. I love the people who I work with. So it's, it's something I want to stick out. And I know it's I'm going through it for a reason and it's going to be beneficial. So I hope maybe someone out there can relate if you are in a job where you're just finding it very difficult and maybe you're, you only just started and you're pretty early in, you know, we'll, we'll make it through. And I think I, I did actually talk about this a lot in the last episode of like how we are always being guided and you are where you're at currently for a reason. You're here to learn a certain lesson. And if you didn't need to learn this lesson, you wouldn't be in this situation. You know, if it wasn't beneficial, you wouldn't be going through it. So there we go. Some words of positivity for if you're going through a challenging time. And what else did I want to say? Just just that it's so beautiful outside right now. Like, especially in my apartment, the sun comes in a lot in the afternoon and it's so pretty right now. Oh, I love it. And it's cooler and it's honestly like, let me look at the weather for this next 10 days. It's like actually cooling down a lot. Like later next week, highs in the 60s, lows in the 50s. What? What? (laughs) And the sun is setting earlier. In a few weeks, my boyfriend and I are going to the mountains. I'm so excited for that. And we're going to see, hopefully, like the leaves will be changing by that point. And and then we've got Halloween. Oh my gosh. I'm fangirling so hard and I don't know where this energy is coming from. I think I've just really been looking forward to podcasting again and I mean, like I said last time, I missed it so much and it feels good to be getting back on it. I want to get back at the pace of posting once a week. So I'm slowly trying to get back there. I think now that I am feeling more settled in my apartment and my job, it's easier to get back to this. And honestly, like 
I feel like in, in the first two months of starting my job and then also moving, you know, the first month of being in my apartment, I was just all over the place. And I really didn't have that much time to keep up with people, didn't have much time to even think about making content. So finally, I'm starting to feel more grounded and <laughs> so grateful for that. But last night, I did not sleep very well. I mean, I went to bed around like 11 p.m. I was pretty tired. But then at like 3, 3 a.m., one of my neighbors was talking outside. Uh, they, had, they were like with a friend talking outside and kind of woke me up. And then honestly, from there, I, I just struggled to go back to sleep. So I made some hot chocolate um, and took some CBD. And then honestly, didn't really go back to sleep until like 5am. And then woke up at like 10. So altogether, I ended up getting eight hours of sleep. But yeah, honestly, I've been struggling with sleep. Like my sleep hasn't been the best since may to be honest uh it was starting to get better recently but then yeah last night and even the night before just not the best sleep but you know you gotta take what you get and still live life live laugh love okay that's enough of that those are all the life updates all the important ones at least and let's get into the episode so I was just really craving an episode about thought-provoking spiritual questions because I feel like I haven't really done a spiritual, like more spiritual focused episode in a while. And I just, yeah, wanted to bring that topic back. What I want to put out there, not even as a disclaimer, is just like, this isn't... Um, spirituality is not referring to any specific religion. Um, that's how I see it. That's how spirituality is for me. It's not connected to a particular religion. Honestly, it's pretty separate from religion. Um, and really, it's just about connecting to the universe, connecting to nature. And um, a big thing about like, I guess, technically, it's more new age spirituality that I'm into. Uh, it's really inwards focused, so focusing on your thoughts and your subconscious and who you are on the inside and how that directly can relate to what you perceive in your external world. So that's kind of how I define spirituality pretty quickly. It's a pretty quick rundown. And I have a website that I'm pulling up with some questions. That's what I'm going to be using as inspo, inspiration. These are where I'm getting the questions from. So we're just going to go through them and see how, see how it flows. I feel like my microphone isn't where I want it to be, but hopefully it's picking up the sound. We're just going to trust that. I've got some coffee here with me with um, some pumpkin creamer. And yeah, let's start out. So I'll link the website down below just because you got to put your sources. And I guess in case you guys wanted to look at these questions, the first one starts off pretty deep. What should be humanity's goal? Yeah, I 
I saw this question when I was first looking at this article and I honestly still don't have an answer. I just, I think it's uh, based on everyone's own opinion. If I really start thinking about it on a deep level, what should be humanity's goal? I mean, considering my love for space and how cool it would be to like come into contact with aliens or other universes, I feel like one of our big goals as a, as a society, uh, humanity, as a genus, is that, is that how you would group humanity? Um, I think one of our big goals could be to one day connect to other civilizations in the universe. But obviously, I think a big goal of ours should be to create a peaceful world. So yeah, I mean, I would actually obviously prioritize that before anything. Create a peaceful world where there's not all this extreme inequality and to really dec decrease that gap in inequality as much as we can and not have all these, you know, horrible wars anymore. And then also live much more sustainably. So Honestly, we, we're like, we're going to have to be forced at some point to quote unquote, save the earth and live more sustainably because it's not really about saving the earth. It's about preventing our own extinction, because if we don't take care of the earth and, and the water levels, the sea levels keep rising and we keep having more droughts and fires and, you know, destructive hurricanes and the weather gets more extreme, like as global warming, um, its effects start to get worse over time. Like if we don't do anything, it's not going to kill the planet. It's going to kill us and it's going to kill other life. Yeah. It's eventually going to backfire on us and our own survival. You know, there's so many elements to this, like overfishing and saving soil and saving, you know, keeping the soil nutritious um, because otherwise it's going to deteriorate, deteriorate into sand and then we won't be able to make food anymore. So there's a lot of ways in which um, if we don't start living more sustainably, it's ultimately going to lead to our own extinction and the earth, it's going to stick around until the sun like becomes a gas giant in a million years or whatever and eats, swallows the earth <laughs> when it expands. But yeah, that's so far in the future. But it's like the earth as a planet is not going to disintegrate and fall apart. It's, it's just going to change into a pretty unpleasant environment for us and other life. And ultimately, like, if we don't do, do anything, it's going to lead to our own extinction. So it's um, the, the earth is going to survive. The question is, are we? <laughs> so it's an interesting perspective that my brother actually told me about years ago. And he learned from like one of his environmental science teachers of like, yeah, the earth will be fine. It's more a question of will humanity survive? So going back to the original question, what should be human who, uh, humanity's goal? It should be to create a peaceful world and live, live more sustainably. All right. And you guys, of course, think of your own answers to these questions. I'm sure you, you are as I'm going through them. 
Okay, number two, I might just like skip some of these, but we'll read all of them out anyways. We as in me. Should everyone on the planet be striving toward a common goal? If so, what would that be? So this question kind of goes with the previous one, basically asking, should we all have the same goal for humanity or for ourselves? I mean, I think we all naturally just want a better world. And that can encompass so many smaller goals within that, that can encompass so many things such as like world peace and just creating a better society. And yeah, I really don't have much more to say there. I'm just gonna flow with <laughs> wherever my thoughts flow. Uh, so maybe we won't spend as long on certain questions. All right, number three. Can you think of something that everyone could agree on despite the chaotic world we live in? That everyone could agree on. I don't think there is one thing that we could all agree on necessarily because I'm just thinking about how there are people with certain psychological diseases who, you know, it really just, they could have goals that are very opposite to what most people do. But I mean, in general, I think most people have common goals of like living a happy life, wanting to survive. We all have that survival instinct. Yeah, I think everyone just wants to live a happy life. You might think that a lot of people want to be rich and have all this abundance. And I think that is pretty common, but... I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like, is that abundance going to make you happy truly? And I don't know. There, there have been times where I've been privileged and like, I specifically remember at my last job when they flew me out to Florida, they put me up in a really nice hotel and like everything was paid for. Um, and it seems so amazing to like live in that state of abundance. And I've had other times where like family members, we go all out on a certain vacation or we'll all go out to dinner and just really splurge. And it's nice to have experienced that type of situation. But it's like even in those situations, I've experienced unhappiness and dissatisfaction. And so then it's like you look around and then you kind of judge yourself for not feeling happy when you have that abundance. I really think it's more about happiness. People want happiness more than like monetary abundance. I just feel strongly about this one, to be honest. Some people will say like, oh, it's just, you know, telling people that um, money doesn't make you happy is, is like something that... that wealthy people say to non-wealthy people to make them feel better. But honestly, like there are studies that say that up until a certain threshold of, you know, making enough money to live comfortably, uh, yes, money can correlate with happiness. But after that threshold of where like you're living comfortably, the amount of like correlation between happiness and how much money you have it really doesn't correlate that much after a certain point. So, I mean, I haven't experienced that myself. I have in like small ways. So what was the question? Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm ready for the next question. Okay. What's the most sensible thing you've heard someone say? 
I've heard a lot of sensible things. The question is, do I retain them and do I actually follow them? <laughs> well, uh, something, maybe this is how I'm perceiving the question of like, what's something that really gives you peace when you think about, or someone said it to you and it was a very grounding statement. That's how I'm kind of interpreting this question. So something that seems very sensible to me is that you're doing the best that you can and no one else in your shoes could be doing any better because here's the thing. Everyone has a certain level of trauma or maybe you have no trauma. That's still a certain level. So there's a spectrum of like how, how many bad experiences you've had in your life that are still like negatively affecting your subconscious and your day-to-day -day behaviors. So based on some traumas that might still like be lingering or things that are in your subconscious that are affecting your daily behaviors, no one else who has been through what you've been through could be doing any better. You also got to think about it like nature versus nurture. So um, I'm a much more into the nurture side because I think your environment and the way you were brought up and all the things you experienced when you were younger really impact your subconscious and how you go about life in your adult life. So for example, if you're someone who's struggling relationship wise um, to like find a relationship or to let your walls come down, no one else who's been through what you've been through would be doing any better. You're doing the best you can. And I don't know if there's a certain name for this philosophy. Maybe it's a more humanistic approach. But yeah, um, I know that when my, you know, previous therapists have said something like, you know, just remember you're doing the best that you can, or quite remember who else said this, but it makes a lot of sense to me. And it always brings me peace, like reminding myself of that. I hope it brings you guys peace as well. Next question. Who do you sometimes compare yourself to? Oh, I honestly always the past version of myself. I am comparing myself to how I used to look or how successful quote unquote I used to be. Um, besides that, I also compare myself to uh, the ideal version of myself and thinking about the best that I could do, which is interesting that with what I just said in the previous question, where I think a lot of us feel this of like, oh, I should be doing better by now. I should be more successful. I should be happier, etc. So for me, the person I compare myself to the most is the ideal version of myself or the past version of myself. Next question. What harsh truths do you prefer to ignore? Oh, <laughs> such a humbling question. It's like hard pills to swallow harsh truths that I choose to ignore. It's hard to think of them because I'm trying to ignore them. So maybe I'll, I'll have to come back to this question. I don't want to, <laughs> it's like taking a test where the teachers tell you, don't spend too long on one question. If it's holding you up, just go to the next one. So that's what I'm going to do. We might come back. We may not, but at least you guys can think about that question. I, I, it is a really good question. Okay. This one, where's the line between art and not art? Oh, how do you define art? I think we need to get a definition here. Always get definitions. It's not loading. Help. 
Will I have to use my phone? Okay. It depends what your definition of art is. So define art. Here is what Google says. The expression or, or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form such as painting or sculpture, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. Interesting. That's a very um, elaborative definition. I'm glad it wasn't just like something super basic. Here's another definition from Britannica.com. Art is a visual object or experience consciously created through an expression of skill or imagination. Okay, do we have any other definitions? Made through use of the imagination and creative skills. So a lot of this is basically imagination-based, you know, where it's originated in the imagination, but I mean, everything is. So it's an expression of, you know, someone's thoughts or something that they imagined. So what's the line between art and not art? <laughs> I know that it's such a meme to be like, to see something, you know, like, a banana peel on the sidewalk and you could be like, it's art. For me, I mean, yeah, this is a pretty subjective question and art is subjective in general. So sometimes I think about it, like how much thought you put into it. I think there needs to be some level of intention. Yeah, just like a, a decent level of intention put into it. I'm just gonna go on to the next question. Why do we dream? Oh, I love talking about dreams. You guys know this. I had an episode about not dreams specifically, but about how maybe dreams are parallel universes. But anyways, why do we dream? Apparently scientists don't know for sure why we dream. But there are theories of like, we dream to prepare ourselves for potential situations we might be in, um, especially situations where we're put into a fight or flight type of scenario or, you know, state of mind. So yeah, if you guys have, if you have nightmares or even just like dreams where something not ideal happens um, and it's kind of like something that could happen in your near future, it's uh, basically your brain like preparing mentally. So that's one reason why we could dream. Another reason is processing. So processing a lot of stuff in the past where, you know, this is the opposite, not, not thinking about something that could, ha could happen in the future, but having a dream about someone from the past or experiences from your past, but maybe something has slightly changed. And basically that's your brain needing to process it. And then also if you have some whack dreams <laughs> or dreams where hmm, dreams where you're doing things that don't seem like you, it could be a repressed desire. And so repressed desires can come out through dreams. If you know anything about shadow work, um, dreams are really great for trying to do some shadow work. So like working on the side of yourself that is um, deemed like inappropriate or evil by society, you know, the side of you that has some desires that don't seem 
societally acceptable. Um, doing shadow work is something you can do to make sure that you don't end up like repressing a side of you that um, because of repressing it, it starts negatively affecting you. This is getting so complicated. <laughs> I don't want to get this complicated. But yeah, brief summary, synopsis of shadow work. I'm leaving out part of it. You know, that, that's not all that shadow work is. But yeah, I mean, it, for example, if you guys have seen the movie Soul, they, they show a great example of like what your shadow is and how much it can affect you. I can't remember like the name of the character, but basically one of the characters goes like missing or like doesn't want to, what is it? Doesn't want to live on earth. And so they kind of like, I don't know, based on the plot, they kind of like disappear and the main characters are looking for them. And basically their, their own inner shadows have taken over causing them to act very um, not kind, you know? And so basically, yeah, their, their shadows grew in their mind. And what they had to do was face those shadows and give them a hug and not be so scared of them. Because when you're very scared of certain parts of yourself, it's just gonna build up even more and it can affect you more in subconscious ways. So. Yeah, that's one of the big goals from doing shadow work is to integrate parts of yourself so that you can become more whole. You don't want to be judging parts of yourself because that just leads to more self-judgment and self-deprecation and can really encourage limiting beliefs and keep you from getting the life that you want. So yeah, to get the life you want, you want to become a more whole version of you. And that can, um, you can do that by doing some shadow work. So that was just like a brief, <laughs> brief coaching, spiritual coaching lesson. All right. Next question. Where does your self-worth come from? Ooh. It, I mean, for everyone, it's different, but, but in general, I do know that a lot of people, their self-worth can, um, people tend to put them on external things such as like monetary success, for example. So how much money you're making, how much money you have, the apartment you have, the house you have. So all these external factors can be where actually how we're taught to, <laughs> how we're taught to attach ourselves. What am I trying to say here? Society wants us to attach like worth to these external things because capitalism, you know, the, the rat race, trying to get us to, to work more in order to get these things, which are, will supposedly give us happiness and a sense of self-worth, but that is not what you want to do. That's not the way you want to go about life. You want to put your self-worth onto just, I mean, you're worthy just being you, just existing. But anyways, going back to the question, where does your self-worth come from? This might also be like, I need to ask my, myself, where do I realistically put my self-worth on? I know growing up, a lot of kids will put their self-worth on their grades and seeking validation from um, doing well in school. Other people 
their self-worth may be attached to to like social acceptance. And so those are going to be a lot of your people pleasers who want to feel accepted by especially people close to them, friends, family. But as far as answering this for myself, this is, you know, let's get into the harsh truths, I guess. Where does my self-worth come from? And honestly, I've had some revelations about this in like the past week, which have lifted some mental weight off of me because I was realizing getting into my job, I was starting to attach my self-worth onto, what was it specifically? This was a very helpful realization. So I'm trying to recall it. I think I can attach my self-worth onto how I'm doing at a job and not just how I'm doing, but how I'm feeling and how competent I'm feeling because I was starting to feel incompetent and it's just that I'm new at something. And often when you're new at something, it's usually hard until it becomes easy, which is a a quote from a podcast I got earlier today or I listened to. Uh, Podcast is called A Small Amount of Drama. Love it. But anyways, I can attach my self-worth onto like how competent I am perceiving myself at a certain skill that's very relevant in my life at the time. So yeah, that would be where I'm at. But I think you have to remember like all the things that you are good at already or you're naturally good at. And also just remember that you are like, you don't have to earn your worth. Your worth is already there. You don't have to keep like proving yourself to feel worthy. So yeah, we'll just leave it there. Okay. Next question was, do you think humans will last another a thousand years? I don't really get this question so much. My answer that my intuition is telling me is yes, I think we will. Next question. If you could teach the entire world just one concept, what would it be? Hmm. I mean, there's so many things. All of them for me are going to be like psychology related and, you know, something related to being introspective or having a certain level of self-awareness. I feel like some people would, would think that I would say like meditation, but maybe it could be more general than that. Just like, you know what? Here we go. The thing I've like been passionate about in my content for at least like the last year is feeling your emotions. So learning how to health healthily feel your emotions and express them. I would love everyone to understand that. I think that would solve a lot of issues. Did I just say a lot of issues? A lot of issues. I think it would solve a lot of interpersonal, interpersonal like communication issue stuff. You know, if people were able to really regulate their emotions and yeah, just regulate their emotions in a way that doesn't harm anyone. I think that would take away a lot of violence. I think it would take a lot of hatred out of the world because honestly, what tends to happen with like hatred and racism and discrimination is that people hate a certain group or they hate a certain person because of how that group or person is actually reminding them of something in themselves that they don't like. And it all goes back to like emotional processing. And I think also in regards to like toxic masculinity, guys, 
just should have been taught from a young age that it's okay to express emotions and feel emotions um, instead of like this macho, very like wounded masculine type of concept of like not feeling emotions and all of those really bad sayings. Well, I'm not going to, I don't want to label them as bad. I try not to label things as like good and bad because it's very dualistic. It's very dualistic mindset. Um, it's more so just like what's healthy and what's not healthy. So some of the phrases like man up or, I mean, yeah, that's, that's such a, a big one. I just think if we were taught emotional regulation from a young age, it would solve a lot of issues in the world. And mostly like those interpersonal issues, like hatred, racism, discrimination, um, and then like outwards violence. So yeah. All right. This episode is already 45 minutes. Oh my gosh. The next question, what gets you excited about life? For me, what gets me excited about life? Fall, <laughs> autumn, fall, candles, comforting things. But I feel like that's, that's actually not general enough. Something that gets me excited about life is the idea that I want to say the idea that like you're still growing as a person and your life could look so differently in a few years as far as how much growth you can make and how in a few years you could be doing something that seems so far out of your comfort zone now. So yeah, I think the idea that of like how much humans can grow and improve and how much your life could improve, that excites me and change. Okay, next question. Is it possible to live a normal life and not ever tell a lie? You know, this was a question on an application for a job I saw months ago. And I was like, what are they expecting people to say here? Having studied psychology, there's just no way you can live a normal life and never tell a lie. I just don't believe it. I really don't. Unless you really teach a kid from the age of whenever they know what a lie is, unless you can really influence them to never tell a lie, uh, I think it's pretty hard for anyone to never tell a lie. So yeah, I just, I really don't see it being possible. Next question, is the meaning of life the same for animals and humans? Honestly, I don't think so. I think humans just, well, we have more developed brains or at least I'll say this. I know something I've heard is like, we don't recognize some of the intelligences of animals because we think of intelligence a certain to be a certain way. So look, animals definitely have a lot of intelligence in their own ways. Um, they're much more connected to the earth and to nature than we are. But I think the meaning of life for animals, I just don't think they have as many complex wants and needs and like wanting to strive for something like self-actualization, self which is the realization of one's potential, which basically means like growing as much as you can in your life, wanting to live more, a more abundant life, wanting to be happier. 
I think animals, they don't really think about wanting to be happier. They just do. They, they just like, they don't have, um, you know, as complex of a brain to where they, I mean, it has pros and cons, right? Then they don't have things like depression and anxiety. Although we are seeing that dogs can have depression and anxiety. I mean, not even just dogs. This is so tough. Uh, animals, if they're really put into an environment where they shouldn't be, like putting an animal into captivity where it's not treated well, it's not fed well, it's not given sunlight, for example, like, yeah, that's going to give them, you know, that can make them depressed or anxious for sure. But in general, they don't tend to have as complex of emotions as we do. So as far as the meaning of life for animals and humans, um, I think for animals, they just, they're much more focused on survival. And then for us, we are more focused on attaining sustainable happiness and um, becoming the best version of ourselves, if that's something that resonates with you. But everyone has a different meaning um, of life. You're all allowed to have your own opinions. There are so many more questions. I only got through 13 questions, but I think I mean, maybe we'll do a part two, but I'm going to end it here. I appreciate you listening to this episode. I hope that it provoked some thoughts from you and that it just, I don't know, brought some, some sort of revelations or just provided some entertainment at the least. Honestly, just hope you got some entertainment out of it. And I will look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. I want to start posting on there more often. I finally made a grid post the other day. And can we just all agree that grid po that I can't talk. Grid posts are just so much pressure sometimes, but literally the post I had was about pressure and how we need to take that pressure off of ourselves. Okay, so grid posts shouldn't be that much of a deal. But for me, I want my aesthetic to look good on my, my feed. You know, if people go to my profile, I want it to have a certain color scheme. And so that stresses me out because then I'm like, oh, it has to match. Then that's what keeps me from doing more grid posts. But I want to be more active on there because I really, I really enjoy having this online community and I don't want to lose it. Um, I hope that I haven't lost it by being out of touch these past couple months but i've always thought about this as like a long-term thing that i want to develop over the years so if you guys are still following me and listening to me that means a lot and i would love to hear how your lives are going so feel free to dm me on instagram if you have any requests let me know you know anything for content either on the podcast or on there um, if you have any questions about my coaching, feel free to ask. Um, I've kind of taken a backseat on that in the past couple months, but I am starting to think about revamping it or putting offers out there. So if there's anything that you would like in particular, just feel free to ask me and I hope you have a great rest of your day.
get outside if you can, or if you're feeling super lazy, take a lazy day. Do whatever feels right for you today. Yeah. It feels like we're parting ways. <laughs> Tear. <laughs> Maybe I'll record another episode this weekend. Well, bye guys. Have a great rest of your day.